What is happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, coming at you live from Northeast Arkansas. I'm joined, as always, by my two comrades in the podcast game, Colby Yarbrough. Colby. Hey, what's up, everyone? And Double L, Logan, Loserton, <laughs> uh, my favorite cousin. What up, everybody? You're going to be saying that when I win the bowl picks, bro. Well, you know, there's some hard feelings there after I've won three out of five years. I'm a modern-day bowl dynasty. <laughs> Uh, I don't really like to talk about it a lot, but since Logan has talked about it, I'll I'll acknowledge those rumors. I am a dynasty, and uh, uh, three out of three out of five years is quite dynastic. So um, I intend on making it four out of six, and uh, they'll be naming pretty soon. In about twenty years, you'll be they'll be playing in Chuck games, not bowl games, because <laughs> I own them so much. Uh, speaking of Arkansas, the University of Arkansas accepted a bowl to play Texas in the Texas Bowl. We've got so much going on right now. I thought things would slow down around Christmas. They're picking up. Uh, basically, uh, uh, basketball season's heating up. Uh, it's getting very heated. I was very heated Sunday after Arkansas lost to a very, what I perceived to be a bad Clemson team. But the Hogs also no-showed a game against Iowa State. So it was really a big week for us Hog fans. Um, Logan, you want to get us going on some basketball talk, please? Yeah, um, I actually didn't catch much of the Iowa State game, so I really can't talk on that. I'll let you guys touch on that. I oh, did. Neither, neither did the Hogs. <laughs> yeah, they showed, They didn't show up in the first half. I know that. No. They were down 30. They, they cut it to 11 at points in the second half. But when you spot a good team like Iowa State, 30, uh, it's hard to come back from something like that. Uh, my, my observations from the Clemson game was just horrible. Um, I mean, our point guard play is by far the worst I've ever seen. I mean, Madden as a senior uh, – I'm actually still surprised he's still playing point, honestly. Um, he had five turnovers, zero points. And that last stretch down the down there in the last minute, we had we had a six-point lead brutal. with a minute left. It was brutal. Him and Bell Absolutely were turnover terrible. machines. Like, What's uh, the opposite of textbook? I don't know. Uh, it was that, that's that's what applies there. To the here's point the thing: play. we play the we play the press style so much. Like I know the announcers kept talking about how press teams maybe won't play as well against the press, but I feel like they play against it every day. They should know how to deal with it, right? Like they practice against it all the time. Um, that was disheartening. I mean, you got to win that game. Like I know, you know, winning on the road's hard, but I mean, Clemson's not a very good team. They've got three really bad losses, and now we added one really bad loss to our resume. So I don't know, Chuck. What'd you see? Oh, yes. I mean, I actually watched uh, – well, I listened to the Clemson game and I watched the Iowa State game. Uh, just disheartening. I mean, I, here's the thing that I would say. Iowa State is a good team. They're a legitimate top 20 opponent. Uh, I hate that we, we no-showed it, but uh, I thought that that's a loss that I can I can sleep on just because if you no-show it, you don't play well, you go on the road, you're going to get pounded. And that's, uh, by, by and large, that's what happened. The Clemson loss, as you said, was unacceptable. Uh, you're talking about – uh, middle of the pack ACC team, and you know, don't take anything away from the ACC. They're still the top basketball conference in my eyes, with Duke and North Carolina. But I don't know if you guys realize this: Clemson ain't Duke or North Carolina, um, and that's the troubling part to me personally as a as a fan. You know, I thought we had turned the corner last year, and then we finished. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the point guard play. You know, I look up, and you know, I understand Anton Beard's a true freshman, but for him to be in there late, turning the Oh, wait, that wasn't Anton Beer. That was Kai Madden, um, the, our, our senior uh, guard uh, turning the ball. Got to be above that. Whether you're a point guard or not, you know, that that doesn't affect taking care of the ball and making good decisions. Because at least if you beat Clemson, you can still say, all right, we lost to Iowa State. We didn't play well. We, we you know, we don't deserve to, to win we don't, when we don't play well. But against Clemson, for the, you know, for the most part, that was a decent performance until the last minute in the overtime, in which case it was just uh, everything we'd grown to hate 
over the past uh, 13 years of uh, Razorback basketball sort of rounded up in Clemson, uh, South Carolina. It was just it was a lost week for the Hoop Hogs, and uh, now I'm personally am left wondering will we ever win on the road again? You know, because even the SMU win, uh, they're not quite as good this year. They're, they've got they're lost a player until after the after Christmas until they come back in the spring due to some grade situations, and they just uh, uh, you know that even that road win has taken a little bit of a hit you know i i was disappointed i'm still disappointed and uh, arkansas fell out of the polls today as a result uh, as they should have what yeah. do you think i mean same thing you you go into iowa state and um really didn't know or didn't show up but yeah, iowa state's a good team they don't lose in that arena much um and they had some t- two great players over there i think one um had like 25 and one had 28 or something but the the defense is just was just horrible that game and um anytime a team shoots over 60 percent you know you gotta look at your defense uh um, but yeah I'm, I'm with you chuck you know they're a good team um i can accept that loss the clemson loss not so much it's a game they should have went or won and even had the announcers they kept on talking about arkansas's road woes and i mean i know the players the fans are tired of hearing them out but until they go and consistently take care of business on the road against teams they they should be they're going to continue hearing it smu i mean they just played a whole different game against smu they had pressure laid because it was a tight game and smu is pressing them and they were able to pull it out and you know i don't know what the deal is um with a point guard we can you know i think you know point guard is definitely one of the biggest issues i think the half court defense is a big issue um what half court defense <laughs> exactly they, they like to switch screens a lot at yeah, I played bat- high school basketball. I mean, that's as far as I go. But you know, we yeah, didn't believe did. it. We didn't. We didn't believe that. But you know, uh, different styles. But uh, a lot of times, Bobby Portis or Landis Harris ended up on uh, Rod Gray. I think that was their point guard's name, and he would just attack the basket, and they couldn't guard him. And there's just not no help defense. I mean, he'd go in. There's open threes all the time. Just have, I mean, that's what the team was team was built on defense, and right. and they haven't been able to do that. And um, also, the last two teams they played. Have, have, they went up against pretty good point guards that can handle the ball. And when Arkansas is not forced in turnovers, um, you got their points aren't really coming. And you know I think that's been their problem. Yeah, our perimeter defense is one for the one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, people just have career days on us all the time. I mean, and if you leave people wide open at the three, they're going to start hitting them. I mean, that's just something you can't do. Um, looking back, we need to start trying to find a way to get Anton Beard and Durham more involved. Um, they look to be more smooth and fluent at the point guard position. I know they haven't been in the system very long, but with the way things are, we got to find a way to get those guys involved. Yeah, I think you have to put, you know, look at maybe putting Durham or Bell point guard move Kai Madden to his natural position at two guard calls. And, and I, I keep talking about, it. I've talked about y'all about it, but I think Kingsley and Portis need to see the floor more together. And um, they they went they came they played a little bit together uh, against Clemson, and that was the first time all season, and they looked pretty good. Uh, Kingsley don't hold him back on offense like he did last year, and um, he can play a lot better defense than Portis can down low. But you know, well, the, that's just me. The thing is, I think if we also have Kingsley and Portis in at the same time, it also is going to help our rebounding stats a lot. Because right now, I mean, we got out rebounded in this game, we got out rebounded against Iowa State. Um, that's actually one of our biggest like woes right now. I think you, a lot of the. Uh, rebounding comes the you know you see the players just like looking around i can't remember who it was is one of the guards and they just look at the like they took off like the ball landed right where they had been and they were taking off on the fast break and i mean if he'd been there he'd got the rebound and then you know they were just already heading down court i mean i don't know you gotta learn to box out just i I don't know if they don't practice it enough i don't you know i don't know what it is but you know definitely put kingsley in there your chances are going up that you know you're going to get more rebounds 
Well, it was frustrating for me as well. You could see uh, even late when the Landis got that that foul on him. It was obvious Mike didn't want that foul. With like I think it was like 40 seconds left. He wanted to play defense, and they just came out of a timeout. So I don't know. I don't know if that's on Mike. I don't know if that's on a Landis, but that was embarrassing. Why like, was he guarding the the guard up there anyway? I, I yeah. have no idea. Like I really I don't know who's at fault there. Um, they what they weren't pressing the time. It was just man, straight man to man, and everybody else is back. And I think Rod Gray. I think it was bringing the ball up, and then. Uh, Harris is on him, and I was just like, why was he on there? So, yeah, It's a good question. And now, I mean, we got a tough Dayton team coming to Fayetteville on Saturday. If you lose that one, the wheels may fall off. I mean, this fan base, you know, everybody's getting amped. You know, we went at SMU. We were undefeated. You know, won a road game. And now you got these two depressing road games now. Uh, it's not good. It doesn't look good at all right now. I don't think they're out of it by any uh, – uh, they're not out of it because uh, SEC in the whole has not been doing been doing good besides Kentucky. They if they finish out like they, if they finish SEC like they did last year, I think they still make the tournament based on their out of conference schedule was just that much tougher, and that's kind of what kept them out last year. But you know, like I was telling Chuck earlier, I'm not looking. You know, this year I I wasn't just looking to make the tournament. I was wanting to see this team make some noise in the tournament, and that's what's kind of disappointing. I'm just it's not looking like a team that's a Sweet 16 team it might even not make a tournament this year the way it's looking the last two games. It's the same old thing. You know, that's what I was telling, griping about y'all yesterday. I mean, it, they just – they kind of sucked me in too. I, you know, I thought that was pretty much it. And it's just – the Clemson loss is just one you got to have. You got to have that uh, if only from a um, – I mean, if nothing else than from a, you know, just a, a confidence standpoint, you know. But now you're just – uh, you know, I wonder if the the doubt will start to creep into the players' heads. I wonder if, um, you know, you, I mean, you just you have to wonder, like, man, what, what's going to happen now? I mean, I, so uh, it's frustrating. And um, yeah, I agree. I mean, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Actually, go ahead, Chuck. No, I was I'm saying I'm frustrated. I'm sure they're frustrated. <laughs> yeah, sure, Coach Anderson frustrated. Yeah, he actually came he came out and said it was his fault. So it's good to I guess see that come out. But I just I really wish he would just light a fire under these guys. Cause I feel like sometimes they're kind of lethargic out there. Like you can tell like when they're really giving it their all and hustling. And I felt like some points in that game they kind of got lethargic. And I know Nolan would never stand for that. And I, I know there's a lot of comparison between Nolan and Mike, but I feel like you got to have that. He's a little too calm over there. Yeah, yeah, he is a little business like, but you know that's. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, at some point you have to, you know, you, you, it would be a good thing to show some fire on the sideline, and you know, and sort of, um, you know, maybe like you said, light a fire. But it's, um, it, it, it's, it's been a weird, just been a weird, you know, I mean, seasons, and you know, and I know Colby said he was hearing somebody on the radio today saying uh, they missed John Pelfrey. Um, <laughs> don't you know, don't, so that, don't jump off a cliff crazy, yet, guys. So. Come on. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Well, here's my thing. Mike's gotten better every year so far. All right, we've already won a road game that this year. That's probably already better than we were, where we were where we were last year, with a tougher schedule so far. So there's a lot of season left. It's just with how we played so far, we were ranked. It's just really discouraging to lose to Clemson. It just it's a is. missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Now there's a lot of season left. We can make up for it. Please God beat Kentucky and Rupp Arena later in the season. That's what I want. Um, that'd help me a lot. That'd make up for the Clemson loss in itself. But, you know, it's a rough loss, and I hope we, I hope we you know, come back swinging. We got a big game on Saturday. You can't lose that one. That's three in a row. I think you got to hold serve at home. I think this team needs to learn how to get Portis more of the ball down low. But, you know, I don't know. If, as a player, you got to understand that, you know, if you get Portis the ball and he keeps scoring, they're going to be forced to either double-team him or do something about him, change to his zone, and that kind of opens up the outside shot. But 
you know, I don't, it just seems like they don't understand that sometimes, you know, you know, when you do that, it helps you out as a scorer. So you have more opportunities. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just a frustrating week, you know, being in the polls was fun while it lasted, but, um, I think, you know, I think a lot of people right now are a little, uh, sort of, sort of nervous about the direction of the season, you know, and again, then you start looking at Mike's career as a whole at Arkansas and, uh, everybody was sort of disenfranchised the way last year ended and now you you've got these two losses and you still don't know what happens in conference play so it i mean i don't think they would run mike off if he misses the tournament but um they're paying him a lot of money to not make the tournament i think too yeah the seat um, will, the seat will get real hot if he misses the tournament this year i don't think they'll fire him but next year would be it i mean it would be it. he might have to make it like a, a run you know make at least one a game or two next year if he didn't make the tournament it kind of might be like the stan heath thing you know Here, here's my thing though i still really do think they make the tournament i really do a lot I, of teams, I, do I really do um i don't think this is the end of the world it's just it's just discouraging the way we played it really is and we can't we can't play like that last minute was a travesty we have if we have you know moments like that during the season even some of these terrible sec teams will beat us so you can't do it i agree I agree. I agree 100. percent And you know, I think that you know, but they'll get it figured. It's a long season. Basketball is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but again, there are just some old habits popping up that I think we all thought we had shaken, and uh, now it seems like they're back in force. You know, but hey, but hey, we'll see. Like like Logan said, Dayton's a big game, and you've got to get up for that one because if you start losing games at home, this sucker. Uh, the wheels are falling yeah. off. <laughs> You know, but, uh, you know, like I said, basketball is still early. Football is actually about over. Uh, on Sunday, the University of Arkansas accepted a bid to play the Texas Longhorns. I've never heard of them. Uh, apparently, they're a <laughs> college football that? team. I don't – I think they're the – aren't they the Dallas Cowboys? Or is that – who Who are the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know who that is either. I don't think they play football in Texas. I didn't think they okay. did. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know that they had that Friday Night Light show set down there. But I don't, anyway, apparently Texas Longhorns, apparently they're an orange team. Um, they're the quote-unquote flagship um, university of the of the state of Texas. I will uh, say that the, I was uh, I was really worried there for a bit, you know, with all that speculation and rumors going on pre uh, pre uh, you know confirmation that we were in the Texas Bowl. That was a circus, guys. We were playing. Yes. We were playing Miami in the Independence Bowl. We were playing Eastern Carolina in the Birmingham Bowl. I thought we might hear a Go Daddy bow at against Arkansas. Oh State my God! Like Don't even start. Hell yes. <laughs> they howling. Um, yeah, uh, but I think we got the. I think we got the best of our situation. I really. I mean, that's a that's a good matchup, Arkansas and Texas. One of the best of the lower bowls, I would say. Um, and it's a pretty. Good, I mean, you're playing at the Texan Stadium. You got probably the, one of the nicer arenas to play, especially one of the. Uh, smaller bows like you're saying yeah it beats the uh freezing temperatures of the liberty ball for the most part sorry chuck <laughs> sorry chuck no, it's okay. you know, I, of course i was a little disappointed but to be honest i mean if it hadn't been memphis i, I would have been fine with just about anything i would have went to nashville as well but uh arkansas texas in a uh, in a bowl game i mean that that just uh even if you're not a, a fan of either team i think that sort of catches your attention you know sort of like that uh who's playing notre dame in the uh lsu the music city LSU, like that. That just sounds like a big game. I don't think it'll be a good game, but it sounds like I'm sitting here. If you told me LSU Notre Dame are playing football, I'm tuning in, you know. So <laughs> uh, Arkansas, Texas, it just seems like a big game, even if both teams are 6-6. Six and six, You know, they're playing their bowl, and, you know, it's Burt's second season, and it's Charlie Strong, you know, Arkansas native from Batesville. It's his uh, first season at Texas. You know, they're playing uh, Arkansas and Texas. I don't know if you've heard of playing the bowl game before. Uh, it went Arkansas's way that day. and The Cotton Bowl, maybe. One of the greatest – Cotton Bowl 2000, the first day of the new millennium, mm-hmm. and uh, 
it spawned the famous Houston Nut picture. I mean, the only thing I still respect about the man <laughs> when he uh, late in the game when he did the uh, the inverted uh, hook'em horn sign, just a uh, just a lot of rival, you know, a lot of history in the rivalry. And yeah, we've talked we've about two... we've talked about rivalries a lot, you know, this season and uh, and about this you know faux rivalry with Missouri and the rivalry with LSU, but neither one of those put a torch to the rivalry with Texas. This is huge. This is a big oh, matchup. Oh heavens no! no like I, this like is I, the, like I hate LSU, but I really hate Texas. It, it's sort of like Logan was saying last time. Colby and I were talking about how it'd be cool to play Miami in a bowl game. Of course, we know now that's not the case. But you know, Logan didn't really remember Miami when they were rolling. But like, I, I don't really remember Texas. You know, in fact, as long as I've been a hog fan, you're born to hate them. But born exactly. I always heard about how big a rivalry it was and why it was such a big deal. I always think about the sign in uh in Fayetteville First Baptist Church in 1969 when. Uh, I think they said something like um, spiritual things are eternal. Um, something else is, um, y- you know, things on earth are are temporary. Therefore, beat Texas. You know, I mean, it's 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 a big it's a big rivalry. Well, uh, you Texas put, is. You can put beat Texas on the end of any sentence, and it makes sense. Just for in Arkansas. <laughs> Jesus wept. Beat Texas. Exactly. And even the players in in Bielema has not been here. They they know the rivalry just from talking to you know boosters and you know fans you know the older generation of fans they he, he, he talked about that in his press conference and bray cook uh, tweeted out that you know he, he's like i didn't grow up uh dreaming playing in the nfl i dreamed of playing texas at tex in texas you know the, the the only downside of course um uh, of the matchup if there is if you even want to call it that they're going to get a lot of mileage out of the 1969 game of the century. Uh, it's going to be on every night. And for some reason, I gravitate towards uh, key losses, rewatching them more than I do big wins. Like, oh, I don't know too. why I do that to myself. Yeah, like I- I've watched the 98 Tennessee game 20 times since I watched it live, and I'm talking every play. And uh, the 69 game, I've probably watched 12, 13 times. And, you know, uh, the LSU game in 20, uh, 2006 with Darren McFadden. Like, I've watched that a lot. It's just, for I, some reason. I actually just rewatched the championship game from that year, too, the Reggie Fish year. Right. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so Logan's got a death wish as well. So, <laughs> Runs in the uh, family. So, yes. Yeah, so, the downside is I'll be watching that a lot, but, um, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, it's just, uh, I'm ready for December 29th at uh, 8 o'clock. It's going to be a big game. Uh, I think y'all mentioned that it's going to be in the Monday Night Football uh, time slot. Oh, heavens yes. Uh, That's a great slot the, for uh, for exposure. I mean, Monday Night Football is obviously a huge, you know, draw for a lot of people, and now we're taking that spot on that night. So that's that's huge. You think people might watch the game? I think there might be some people watching that game. I actually saw Colby, I think, messaged us about it earlier, said that they've already sold 65,000 tickets to this game. Wow. That's crazy. That's a lot. Yeah, they broke That's the website. They actually broke the website. Like I was, I was debating for a minute going, and I was actually, I went to try to go to the site, and the site was down for like an hour. People were just knocking that thing out. Really? Yeah, it was out of control. These folks want to watch some Arkansas, Texas, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. No, I, I want to go too. It's just you know Houston stuff to swing, but um, it'll still be great. I mean, it's, it's almost made for TV, you know. And here's the thing, you know, the Liberty Bowl they passed up on that opportunity, um, where they could have had Arkansas, Texas in that game. Because it's SEC Big Twelve game as well, uh, and that you know now you've got West Virginia coming across the states. I'm not saying Mountaineer fans don't travel, uh, maybe they do. I, I don't know. Heck, I, you know, you're asking me about West Virginia, something I don't know about. I know Arkansas and Texas football, and I know that monster would have been. Uh, <laughs> I mean, 
they would have been printing money. Like the, the, those two weeks in Memphis, they would have just had a printing press. There would have been money. There would have been hotel rooms. There would have been commerce. Uh, and now they're they're hoping that West Virginia and Texas A&M fans come up. West Virginia or Texas A&M after a lame post Johnny football year, and West Virginia after going, I guess seven and five. So just doesn't have the panache. That uh, that je ne sais quoi of Arkansas, Texas, but you know, hey, you snooze, you lose, Memphis. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, go ahead. This year, you know, the SEC actually decided who goes to bowl game, but apparently the teams and the the bowl sites had a lot of say so in it. And I guess when they seen that, you know, um, I guess the Liberty Bowl didn't really push for Texas, and if they'd got Texas in the Liberty Bowl, they'd probably push that SEC would probably put Arkansas there. Right. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't want Texas in your game, other than just having a lot of unsatisfactory people in that fan base for the most part. Um, you know, other than that fact, uh, and you know, they got money, they got old money. Like I want them spending money in my town, you know, now they're just <laughs> going to stay at home in Houston and, uh, and, and they're going to clean up. So, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not bitter. Uh, I'm kind of bitter, but it, it, it's still going to be a great game and I can't wait. Yeah. So Chuck, I got my bowl prediction, right? It's the wrong location. You so did, close. you did. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you 52% of, a of a, uh, of credit on that too. You thought I was crazy in the summer when I told you that. I was like, Arkansas, Texas, I didn't dude, think, it's going to happen. I didn't think we were bowling, and I didn't think they were bowling. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll give you slightly more than half on that. Um, you know, and, of course, I think you probably just wanted it to be in uh, Memphis more than anything. But, exactly. I did. Um, I did so bad. But they, uh, but that's okay. I mean, you know, he, hey, 8 o'clock, be a, nice, uh, be a nice night to drink a Red Bull and stay up. Uh, you know, sort of uh, wearily watch the Hogs. And, man, it would sure be nice to uh, – because let's face it, Arkansas sort of owned that rivalry – since uh since leaving the Southwest Conference, which of course that's sort of a late time to be peaking in the rivalry, but uh <laughs> it's it's <laughs> hey we're, we're gonna start leaving the conference, we're gonna start beating you now. <laughs> we're gonna start beating you down, yeah. Uh, I mean I, I know we beat him in the Cotton Bowl and we beat him in two thousand three, so I guess we're two and two since then. Yeah, but, Petrino put got um, a beat down put on him. <laughs> yeah, he sort of ran into it. And there's also a game scheduled in what'd you say, twenty twenty one against Twenty twenty one, they're dodging us so hard, dude. Yeah, they're going to keep pushing it back. They're going to hope that John L. shows back up at some point. Uh, but it ain't going to happen. I think Burt's here to stay, and uh, I think we'll touch on that later. Is that right? We're going to touch a little bit about Burt's. Yeah, we'll touch on that uh, later. Okay, that's great. Well, uh, well, well, while we're here, you know, we, we've got another few minutes left in the bowl game area. Uh, Logan, what's your favorite all-time Arkansas-Texas football moment? I, I suspect I might be able to narrow yours down. Man, dude, I don't know. I think Matt Jones scoring on those mugs. Mm. I, think, I think he actually didn't score. He got knocked out at about like the five. Who's about? I think he said after the game he was like seventy five. Yeah, he was like seventy five percent and still outrunning half the Longhorns team. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. I mean, Matt Jones, one of my favorite Razorback players, just because of how exciting he was. So any Matt Jones Texas moment's pretty good for me. See why? Talk to me. Um, I don't know what it feels the two thousand three or two thousand four game where Matt Jones got ran out. I think it was the one played Logan's talking oh, about. Like, it was an Austin, like, yeah. He like threw the ball behind his back and hit the Longhorn mascot. Oh, yeah, hit Bevo. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it had it coming. <laughs> to be fair, I mean that it, it's a stupid steer cow. Um, man, I think I really do think that uh, man that 3 one was so unexpected. Um, anyway, yeah. So Logan, his dad came over. And uh, we were watching that 03 game, and, you know, to be honest, I didn't really have any expectations about the game. I kind of thought we'd get smoked. Texas was ranked in the top ten, and, um, you know, I mean, whatever. But then, like, we got in there, and we kept hanging, we kept hanging. I remember late, Cedric Cobbs had a long touchdown run, and um, I was very aroused. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I was, uh, and, uh, you know, the ambush in Austin, I think that was the headline of the Democrat Gazette sports page the next day, and that was a... you know, I, I got Hogs Illustrated, the magazine at that time, and like that was, that was exciting, and like you know, it's like I, I th- th- that was just a really great time because that's when the Razorbacks um, 
it really, um, you know, I, I just sort of obsessed about it. like all the time. Like I'd go to school, I'd be like, all right, going home to watch the hot, you know, it's Tuesday, the Hawks play on Saturday. And like, that's all, you know, so that was, a, that was also a heartbreaking year just as a whole. Cause 2003 sucked, but, um, Hey, you know, um, we beat Texas, whatever they beat Texas. So anyway, um, so that was, you know, I'd say probably the cotton bowl just because it was, um, it was a big win and that was a fun year in particular, um, because that's the year we beat Tennessee and Mississippi state, you know, we beat them in the cotton bowl and the, the Houston nut upwards, you know, inverted horn. There's a lot to like about that day. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a good time. It was a good time. Beating Texas is always fun. Uh, whether it's hoops or football or uh, field hockey or, um, you know, just just all of it, just the whole thing. If, if you know, if uh, if Logan were to were to hit Bevo with with his car or a football, like I'd probably get into that too. So it's just there's a lot to like about it, and hopefully we we'll make a new memory uh, next. Well, not next week, but it's like three weeks from now. Got a long um, time. We're gonna have a lot of Texas preview in the next couple of weeks. Now, now here's the upside of you know of playing the bowl game. Obviously, you get a lot of experience for your younger guys. You get them out there. It's it's a we talked about. It, it's a real cushy spot for recruiting purposes. Um, you know, you're you're able to to get national TV late at night, be, be the only game on at that time. Uh, just, what do y'all think about the extra practices? Like a lot of people think that's overblown, but I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You get thirty, <laughs> what is it, twenty or thirty extra practices? Yeah, about fifteen uh, to twenty, I think. Yeah, yeah, fifteen to twenty. So like, it's like almost having you know the fall camp again, almost. I mean, not as many practices, but I mean it's pretty close. Anytime you get more time with your younger guys in practice, the better. I don't think it's ever going to be – I don't think that's ever not a benefit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. More, more practice is better. So I, I read it down on Twitter. Somebody was like, oh, I just don't see the big deal. Man, that's, you know, 20 to – I thought it was 23, 24 practices. But, like, I mean, that's that's a whole month extra of work. You know, you've got them you've – got you're getting more reps doing it. Like, we didn't get that last year. Uh, I mean, just think about what those extra reps are going to do for – I mean, even – you know, BA, some of the backs, you know, some, you know, Henri Tolliver, like all these guys, like, um, I just don't think there's any guys. Yeah. Like yeah. Getting, getting Wraith PV and them some more practice and stuff is always good too. And they, and, and again, like they, you keep them on campus, you know, they're not out cutting up. You don't, you probably don't have to worry about them getting in trouble. Um, you know, hopefully in trouble off the field. I mean, there's just a lot to like, I, I don't understand, you know, there's a, and you get an extra game. I mean, uh, in addition to all that, you get an extra game to uh to play and uh against a high-end opponent a prime time game you get the The bowl bowl gives yeah oh yeah well i I, I think that i think a big thing about it also is uh you know recruiting as well uh texas is obviously a hotbed of talent and um i know we haven't really recruited there too too much right colby recently but i think we have like 15 guys from texas on on uh correct they're making more emphasis uh this past year and going forward uh beal even said he's like i didn't know you know basically didn't know the importance of uh, texas at first but he's like that's somewhere close we can pull players out and he's really he's put like three recruiters there versus one in the past uh his first year the more recruits we get out of texas probably the better because they they breed a lot of four and five star talent more so than arkansas obviously a much bigger much bigger area the good thing is he can have you know players come to practice in the houston area or if they want to travel you know further out they can come and watch practices which they might not be able to um you know travel fayetteville they can travel to uh, Arkansas and uh, or travel to the boat or Houston and watch the boat practice. Well, you know, and I'm glad you're talking about recruiting uh, I, because uh, Colby and I actually went the extra mile for you listeners this week. Uh, Colby and I were at, Colby really was able to work out a, uh, a DeAndre Hardwick four star linebacker recruit from for, the Fort Smith Northside Grizzlies. He's a junior. 
Uh, 24-7's got him ranked as the, in that four-star um, four-star tier. Uh, very good player. We actually – he was nice enough to come on the show with us. Uh, we're going to play that interview for you now. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Livingston from The Hogcast, uh, joined tonight by uh, an old standard, Colby Yarbrough. Colby. Hey, what's up, everyone? And we're also joined by a very special guest, um, junior linebacker from uh, Fort Smith Northside, uh, DeAndre Hardwick. DeAndre? Hey, what's up? Uh, we want to thank him for coming on with us. It's a huge you know, pleasure. We've never uh, you know, had Alex McDaniel on a few weeks ago. She was great. And we said, you know what, let's branch out a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, one of the stars in the state of Arkansas, uh, high school football. And uh, he was nice enough to come on with us today on a, on a cold Sunday night. And uh, like I said, we're not trying not to keep him too long. DeAndre, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. They, uh, well, you know, that's, um, so t- tell us a little bit about this recruiting process. When did you start getting calls from uh, coaches, you know, letters? Like, how does the whole thing work? Like, basically. Uh, well, everything, like, started, like, my 10th grade year. Well, I just started, well, I started getting letters, like, the end of my 10th grade year. And ever since then, I've been getting letters, calls. Coaches come to my school, talk, just talk to me just a little bit, like, and that's really it. It's pretty been going pretty well, pretty good. Now, um, what schools are all showing you interest right now? Um, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida State, Alabama, uh, Memphis, Purdue, Arkansas. Uh, it's really, it's really a lot. Those are the only ones I can think of right now. Wow, there's some pretty there's yeah. some pretty solid uh, schools there, man. You're you're doing all right. Who was some, the uh, first school? Go ahead, Coles. Uh, what's some of the schools you're you're liking right now, or have you narrowed down your list, or is it just something you're kind of see how it goes? Uh, right now, the schools I'm liking is LSU, Arkansas, Alabama, Florida State. Those are schools I'm liking right now. Who was the uh, first school to reach out to you during the process? You said you got a letter when you were in 10th grade. Who was the first school to show interest? Uh, first school to show interest was Arkansas, Arkansas State and Arkansas. They both came at about the same time. That's pretty awesome. Now, have you always been a Razorback fan or you a Red Wolf fan? Like, Where do your allegiances sort of lie? Uh, really, I really don't have like a – I really wasn't raised up on just one team – in my family, we watch all teams. Nobody really has has a favorite team. That's awesome. You got to approach it with an open mind. I like, especially when you're making a big decision like uh, where you're going to go to college for the next four years, right? Yes, sir. Now, uh, what, what do you like about Arkansas? Uh, Arkansas, I just I love it there. It's, it's not it's, the key thing I like is it's not that far away from home, so it wouldn't be a problem for like my family. Friends to like come watch me play or come up there and see me, so that's a big plus. And I love the coaching staff there. I love the atmosphere there. Everything is really, really nice on the hill. Well, have you visited there yet? Uh, yeah, I I visited I visited there a couple times. Well, I went, I was there when they played at LSU. I was there when they played Alabama. It was pretty. It was pretty intense. You're at the LSU game. Uh huh. He's our, he's the good luck charm, Colby. That's it. We yeah. just got to get him. We got to get him to all the games. Like Alabama, they almost pulled out and they got LSU. Uh, we might have to get this man to Houston in time for the bowl game. 
Now, uh, not, now go ahead. Go ahead, Coles. I was going to say, DeAndre, I know you uh, visit the Iron Bowl, and that's kind of, I'm not a fan of either team, but it's something I think would be on my bucket list to visit. Um, how did that visit go? Oh, that was, that was really, that was really crazy. I really liked it there. It was all those crazy Alabama fans. It was really loud. Like, you couldn't, it was so loud, you couldn't hear yourself think. It was, it was crazy. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was pretty crazy as far as like a, a casual observer because you know Alabama is known for their defense, and uh, that game ended up being fifty-five forty-five. You know, but uh, you know Nick Saban is just a, the type of guy that seems to always you know figure it out on the fly. Um, you know, uh, you've talked to a lot of these coaches. Do they are you? Are they, do they see you as a linebacker at the next level? Or are they thinking you know maybe a position switch? What, what would you like? Do you have a preference? Like, what is your? What would you prefer to do? My preference is to stay a linebacker and uh, probably try to start as a true freshman and not rush hurt. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's that's a that's a good goal. And um, you know, um, so what is it about uh, Arkansas? You know, they, they kind of got on a roll defensively late in the year. They pitched a couple shutouts against LSU and Ole Miss. Uh, have you met uh, Coach Smith or Coach Shannon? Both of them. Yeah, uh, I met Coach Shannon. Me, uh, me and Coach Shannon are pretty close. We try. Oh, I try to talk to them as much as I can, but they're, they're kind of busy up there, so either I don't get to talk to them as much as I need to talk to them. But the coaching helps me out on certain things, tells me things I need to work on. That's pretty much it. Now, uh, obviously, you, you played. Uh, you're going to be a senior next year at Fort Smith Northside. Uh, y'all mm-hmm. won some big games this year. Y'all beat uh, Pine Bluff, who just won. Class 6A state title. You beat uh, Little Rock Central. You beat uh, Greenwood. You beat Fayetteville, who played for the title. Um, started 4-0. You lost a heartbreaker to Bentonville. Um, how much fun was this year for you uh, in with uh, Northside, you know, going 9-3 and and uh, make, winning a playoff game against Little Rock Catholic? Um, it was a real – it was really fun because we, we put our school back to the old Northside and – a lot of people were like down us. Like last year, people were like, "Uh, oh, their season's gonna be the same as next year. Same, uh, same thing next year." But it really pulled, proved a lot of people wrong, and people were really excited. Back, I mean, back excited about Northside football. Yeah, and that North Little Rock game, you get, you're actually leading that game going to the fourth quarter, and they just sort of, you know that. They scored a couple times in the fourth quarter, you know, but but you actually were sort of in control of that game. Is that right? Yes, sir. So, you know, and you know about the talent North Little Rock has. You know, next year, what, what do you see for the Grizzlies next year? Next year, I, I think we, I'm pretty sure we can do the same thing, but I think we can go a lot farther if we, if we put in as much work and more work as we did in our offseason and during the summer and spring. The answer is always hard work, isn't it? Uh, always. Now, uh, now, all right. So, you know, Colby and I—I I don't know if you know this—we're we, not, uh, we're not Division One athletes. We're not even uh, like <laughs> Division Fourteen athletes. Uh, Colby and I actually played a uh, flag football together back in college at UCA. Uh, but, but you are that caliber of athlete. So, can you just sort of walk us through a typical day uh, in your life now? You know, I know, I know, with all the recruiting process, it's crazy. You still got to go to school. Just sort of. Walk us through a typical day, maybe a Wednesday uh, for you during the week. Um, a Wednesday for me is, of course, go to class, work out, after school. Uh, 
I'll probably get stopped by going to Walmart and get stopped by a little kid or someone's parents, and they probably have me take a picture with their kid or <laughs> some or someone or stuff like that. I always I'm always getting stopped constantly about little kids and adults. And that's pretty much my day, and I just come home and relax. Is that a, is that overwhelming, sort of being recognized wherever you go, or is it sort of like one of the perks of being a like a star in Fort Smith? I mean, can it be both? Is it something that it's it's kind of a, it's kind of yeah, it's both for me because it's it's not just that like I never never just been having people like stop me and be like oh this is such this he plays for Fort Smith Northside even when I go out of out of state places to other places they still know who I am it's pretty pretty cool i imagine social media instagram stuff like that it makes it easier for anybody from you know from any state to recognize you right yes sir um but at the same time is is it pretty cool like you know or is it some or there's sometimes you just want to like man i just want to go in here and get this macaroni and cheese and get home and do my home like or you know (laughs) is is it a burden sometimes sometimes it can be like that if, if it happens constantly in like one day, I start feeling like that. But majority of the time, I, I really love people and kids. I love everybody. You're just an outgoing guy. Yeah. He's happy to accommodate anybody. You know, that, see, that's great. You know, I think you have to have that type of makeup. Uh, but, you know, it seems like you're also, you can get after on the football field. So you don't mind being nice off the field, but you're going to get after somebody on Friday nights. Is that um, right? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Coles, what do you think? Yeah, I like it. Well, um, let's see. So, what what uh what do you think about the playoff scenario? You know, they announced the, the final four today, the semifinals. You got Alabama in there. Uh, who do you think is going to win? Do you have any thoughts? Do you you know are you pulling uh, for anybody? A lot of people keep saying Oregon's going to win it all, but I don't think they're going to win it all. I think Alabama's going to win it all because. Everybody's like speed kills, but you can't have speed with no defense, and it's not going to work. Smart guy, and you're a de- yeah, and you're a defensive guy anyway, you know. So obviously, you know, you know what a first class defense can do. Yeah. They um. So do you? So what do you think about Baylor and TCU sort of getting left out? Do you feel like they made the right decision? What What, what do you think? Uh, I I think they would have been able to compete, but. Uh, I don't know. I I really I really was I haven't looked into that. Like I wasn't looking. At, I was just worried about Alabama and Oregon. Right, and, and once they won, you just sort of said, "All right, I know that's who's going to make it. Forget about it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just forget about everybody else. Because that other stuff don't really matter. Yeah. Well, Deontre, we appreciate you coming on, and um, good luck in your recruiting process, and hopefully you can come back on uh, again sometime soon. Thanks, and no problem. Appreciate it, man. Anytime you want on, let us know. Again, another thanks to Deontre Hardwick. Like I said uh, during the interview, you know, just uh, taking time out of his busy schedule. He's got a thousand things going on. I know I remember when I was a junior in high school, which seems like ages ago, uh, that was the hardest year for me as far as having projects and things do. So for him to take time out was really uh, impressive. You know, you heard the interview. Seems like a great kid, hard worker, and uh, really proud of what his Grizzlies were able to accomplish this year, uh, this fall. Colby, what did you think about DeAndre? Yeah, he's got a good head in his shoulders, and he's a very good uh, football player. So it's 
two good things you you like going forward and he believes in hard work and you know um that's a trait you know um you want to have yeah as opposed to you know the john l smith there who probably recruited one or the other what if he had stayed you know good head on his shoulders or could play football or neither one maybe if he just really felt froggy and didn't care um i'll be keeping an eye on deontre next year uh, north side as well they were nine and three they had a great year and um you know he's uh he's got some pretty impressive offers that's the thing you know i don't usually get caught up in all that you know like this this school offered him so we got to offer him you know i mean i if the kid can play the kid can play but he can clearly play so and for, um, for arkansas it's definitely a uh, the state hasn't produced many linebackers. You know, we had Brooks Ellis, we've had Jerry Franklin, um, but you know, not too many. Jerry Franklin. Not Jerry too Franklin. many. Not too many linebackers come from the state, so um, you know that that's good to see. And uh, the whole class as a whole, um, you know, you see it, we're seeing in the 2016 class a lot of uh, defensive players, so that's encouraging. Yeah, and again, you know, you're you can never have too many linebackers. You're never having too many uh, DBs. So uh, if he's you know, you. I think you mentioned after the interview, you said that if he wants to play early, this would be a good opportunity for him. Uh, hopefully he sees it this way, but if not, he'll do well wherever he goes. And, um, you know, that's just something that uh, we'd like to maybe even try to do more of. So, um, you know, uh, talk to some of these younger recruits and just see sort of how things are going for him. But um, the sky's the limit for him, and um, he'll make a good decision. Seems like a great kid, and you can tell he's excited and um we were excited to have him. So, uh, again, DeAndre, thank you very much. And uh, if uh, you know anybody wants to come on, tell them to get a hold of us, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Um, but anyway, so that was our sort of recruiting. Uh, Colby, now, now there's actually been some discussion. Is that right? Uh, there's been some talk about um, there. we got eight spots left, right? Uh, and I think you said you had a couple questions about that situation. Uh, you want to field this one? Yeah, um, there's uh, seven to eight positions. There are spots left. Um the way I see it is they're going to take probably two offensive linemen. They're going to take – if Jalen Burnett, he's offensive guard, uh, some have him as the number one offensive guard in the country. Uh, everybody says between Arkansas and Oklahoma uh, here lately. Um, apparently Arkansas is in the lead for him. Uh, we should know something you know, fairly soon. He kind of keeps everything close to us, but Arkansas would take him. Jalen Merrick, I think he's a midterm. We should hear something from him very soon. And uh, He just followed us back on Twitter too. Yeah, so, I mean, a uh, good chance um, – he comes on board, so they'll probably take him. And if one of them don't come through, probably take Tyler House. So they'll take two of them three, um, and I think they will get two of them three of their choice. And then I think they'll take one running back. Um, they'll probably take uh, Dominic Reed, right receiver position, if they have a spot left. And the, the running backs, so they're going to probably take Patrick Carr, Charles West, so there'll be somebody that comes out that we haven't heard of yet. Um, I figure they'll take one defensive end. Um, I know T.J. Smith is a Vandy commit. He'll be coming in for a visit. Probably take uh, one linebacker, maybe Kendrick Jackson or maybe a Reggie uh, Walker. And I figure they'll take uh, one to two defensive backs. Um, I know Collie Houghton out of uh, Texas is their number one. Uh, they're looking at him at safety. He's a four-star, and um, uh, Arkansas is in his top five. And they'll definitely take him and maybe, maybe a, Cel- a Cedric uh, Redwine or uh, Carlton Davis. Uh, Carlton Davis is an Ohio State commit. Uh, the Miami, uh, the Florida guys are coming in in January. So we should see what happens then. And I know um, Bielema said in his press conference the other day that uh, the last two or three spots, he's not going def- to go like uh, look at positions. He's going to go to take the best two or three uh, 
uh, best overall, no matter what the position. So that should be interesting. So I guess he's feeling pretty comfortable as far as his depth if he's just going to take the best overall players. Well, it makes sense. Player. I mean, I, I like that. I like that policy. Um, once you get you know your definite needs uh, adjusted for, I feel like you just got to take the mm-hmm. best players on the board. Uh, I mean, I think it's a smart policy by him. It makes the most sense. He seems pretty excited about this class. Uh, he tweeted and said this Arkansas is going to have an effect on our, our football, the football program for years to come. And um, and the thing about it, it's a good class, but there's a bunch of high-quality players can make this from a good class to a great class and maybe a top 15 class. I mean, it's on the border right now. I think Scout's got it at 16, uh, Rivals 18, everybody else is kind of the 20 to 16 range. So, you know, you get you get uh, Barnett, uh uh, Jalen Barnett, he's a borderline five star. You get him on board. I mean, you're looking at probably in the top 15 right there. Pulling Jalen Merrick, pulling a couple of these other big guys. I mean, you might look at about 13 to 14, um, you know, in all the recruiting rankings. So, which is light years from where we've been in the in exactly. the in the past. So, I mean, that's a huge stride for Burt. So, I'm really happy about that. And he told um, he also said in this his press conference, he told some of the players, he's like, um, you know, these bow practices are important. You know, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said. You better come out here and work and show me what you got because there's 25 guys coming next year looking to take your spot, and you know I, I think that just speaks how, how much he, how good he thinks this class is. That's great, you know. And again, once you see, I, I, in my opinion, once you see a, a guy like Bielma recruiting at that level, um, you know, top 12, top 13, wherever Arkansas ends up, I think recruits take notice of that too so they're sitting there like man arkansas is recruiting high up i wonder what they got going on well, you know and they and then they see the tritola play and they see arkansas playing in bowl games and they see you know um just well, all the fun things that are going on on the hill right now and i think that that's a good way to capture some attention yeah the good thing about brett is i feel like when he walks into the room he, he has a chance to sway any recruit at any time just because his personality i feel like he's so likable um yeah he's one of the more likable coaches in the in the conference i would say um and that's i mean that's good that's just good behind for us. Nick Saban. just yeah, just, just nick saving right. is a very likable coach very likable very personable and mm-hmm. uh you know just uh so saving one burt two uh-huh uh, yeah, I, I agree. You know, he, he just uh, you, you can see it when uh, you watch his, his pressers. You know, he's he's got a quick wit about him. He's very smart. He knows football. He's got a great staff. And uh, there's just a lot to like um, about what's going on on the hill uh, yeah, in, in the foot. Also, speaking on like bringing in the new recruits, I know you talked about how, you know, you're not guaranteed your spot. You need to practice real hard. Um, I think that's great for our football team. Uh, competition is huge. Um, you know, if they're competing at a high level in practice, you know, against really top level talent, that, that's going to show up on the field later in the season. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so, sort of like when I go to practice with them and I'm whatever position I play, everybody Chuck, you're, Chuck, you're on, you bring them down. Chuck, you're on the scout team during the John L. year. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I was, I was yeah. actually the worst player. On Colby's uh, intramural flag football team in the fall of 08 and 09. Hey, so we were pretty decent though, but it, it wasn't. We were decent, right? Me Chuck, or Chuck and myself. We had all uh, Caleb Moore playing quarterback for us, so that was a uh, you know well, whatever. I mean, anytime you're starting him at quarterback, you got you got a need there. But um, you know we uh, we're, we're cooking, guys. Like I said, we got a lot of things to cover. Uh, now, Colby, uh, of course, you were telling us for the show that I. Uh, bunch of guys from hog fans have some questions and we had to narrow these down guys because we had the interview we had to touch on a lot of things um you know we'll get to more of them next week but we've hand selected about four of them i think we've already touched on the recruiting a little bit uh but there were three more that uh, we're going to answer while we were within this window of time Kolb's uh take it away 
Yeah, um, KJ Hill, I know someone's asking kind of his status, and since we're kind of still in the recruiting part, um, you know, I, I think he's still going to sign with Arkansas, but anytime you see anybody, um, you know, still taking visits, it makes you worry. But I think at the end of the day with Greg coming on board at midterm, and, you know, I feel really good about Greg. I, I don't really – don't really scare me. He canceled a visit with Texas. He did go to Ole Miss, but I still feel good about Greg. When he comes on board, since he's coming on board, I think that'll be kind of the deciding factor for KJ and – he won't sway. Could be wrong, but that's the way I see it. And then I know someone asked about Braxton Miller. Um, what, what do y'all think about the whole Braxton Miller thing? I think he needs to come to Arkansas like immediately. Um, I Tonight. saw he needs to be. Yeah, can he play in the bowl game? But no, seriously, I uh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But Brett did actually say in his interview, uh, talking about taking transfer players, the the media was obviously baiting him into talking about Braxton. Uh, he didn't mention any names, obviously, but he said that he has taken transfers before. If they fit, he mentioned Russell Wilson by name. So um, I think he knows what we're trying to hint at. And if there's any opportunity for Braxton to come to Arkansas or any want for him to come to Arkansas, I think Brad will talk to him. But uh, we don't know uh, any you know new developments on it. But he would he would start next year if he, if he came to Arkansas. And, and as if we found as we found out with Bielema, he kind of says stuff without saying it, kind of like the whole Russell Wilson yes. thing. I took it as you know, hey, you know, hey. Uh, Braxton Miller, look what I did with Russell Wilson come and play. You know, I ha- I've had a quarterback that's when the same situation you were at came here, and now he's killing the NFL. So I think that's just one of the things. And he's kind of tells his fans, you know, hey, yeah, this is definitely I don't I wouldn't I say that possibility, but something that he's probably looked into. I don't know how the when they can make contact, but I'm sure he's putting out fillers, you know, and I'm sure he's doing whatever he can. Here's my thing. It's sort of along the same lines of Logan. Uh, I think looking forward into next year. Uh, quarterback is one of the few question marks that we're going to have. You know, obviously, no, you know, not, not a ton of disrespect to Brandon Allen, but you know, he had a so-so year, and he's probably going to be entrenched as the starter. You know, I'm sort of, I'm sort of the same mind as Logan over there. Uh, I, I feel like he would come in, he'd be an immediate upgrade on the quarterback position. You know, no, no offense to Brandon Allen, but you know, he is sort of limited in the things he's been able to do at least so far. But Braxton Miller, we've seen him against legitimate competition. He's a dual threat. He's gotten a lot of reps. And uh, he's a one-year deal, so he would be leaving campus as soon as uh, Ty Story or Rafe Peavy, you know, whoever you think will be the future starter for Arkansas, um, as soon as they're ready to take the reins. So he's really like a one-year. But here's the thing. If you already believe that you've got your two running backs in place and got your offensive line in place and your defense will still be solid, if you can upgrade your quarterback at all, even if it's by 8%, you might have just won yourself an extra game. So now instead of winning nine games next year, eight games – now you're talking double digits. Maybe you're peripherally involved in, um, you know, maybe trying to win the Western Division. I mean, it that's a serious deal. Well, here's the thing. If you get the upgrade, you know, if K.J. Hill and them come on board, um, and uh, who's the other the other Blue wide Greg. receiver? No, the other wide receiver. Petway. Oh, Petway. Petway, that's the guy. If you get those two guys to come on board, they'd play immediately. You got JoJo Robinson, and then you add Braxton Miller to the equation. That is terrifying because then our offense is now viable to go along with that, like – like dominant defense that we had at the end of the year. So um, that would be scary if we could make that happen again. I don't know if that is what's going to truthfully happen, but man, that would be amazing for Arkansas. He's definitely right. a game changer. And he's a quarterback was in the Heisman talk preseason. And, uh, and most teams he played would could go to and probably start right away. I mean, it's just the quarterback's your most important position on offense and uh, maybe overall, but, I mean, when you get a game changer on offense, I mean, or quarterback on offense, I mean, it's just a, it just, it's a whole different situation. It just, it, it, 
I mean, you've seen teams with subpar uh, weapons around them with a good quarterback, how they make them look. So, I mean, when you add a, a good quarterback in situations, it's just it takes it like to another level. And again, you see him in action. You know what he's capable of. You know what he does. He adds dimension. He can scramble now. You know, you can do read option concepts. Uh, he he opens up the running game just on the threat that he that he can throw it deep. The fact that he can take off. Uh, y'all kind of mentioned he improves the offensive line now. Where instead, if somebody's hitting our offensive line with a speed rush and getting around the edge, well, now he can just tuck it and run. And now you've got to think about it. You've got to say, dang, you know, he's out the gate. A lot of possibility. I'm excited about the possibilities. You know, I mean, you could almost, you know, the, the mobile quarterbacks. That's who almost always gives a uh, Alabama Nick Saban a, uh, you know, a, a, a bad. It puts him in a bad spot. You know, uh, so it's again, it's it's early, but this is, in my opinion, the biggest storyline of the winter up there with uh, KJ Hills, seemingly, um, you know, him being in sort of purgatory about what he's deciding to do next year because. Um, He's that good. He's that sort of player that, you know, takes you from an eight-win team to a ten or eleven-win team. And you know, I mean, I don't even want to talk about playoff. But again, like, and I think the goal every year is to replace what you're losing. You know, Arkansas is losing some players, especially defensively. Marshall Spate, Trey Flowers. Uh, but if you can bring in a Braxton Miller to play quarterback for you, I mean, now you've offset that. Yeah, so, here's the thing. Braxton uh, Miller would start at most places next year. Like, if he just showed up on yes. a team, he would start in, like, 90% of universities. So, I mean, you can, if he wants to come to Arkansas, he will come to Arkansas, and he will play. It, it, I read you an know, article that was interesting. It was back when Bielema was with Wisconsin, and Braxton Miller, you remember, hit the Hail Mary to beat his Russell Wilson team. And he just raved yeah. about because I guess he had, he had recruited Braxton, and he said he's just a high-character guy, which you know how Bielema is about high-character guys. But... Uh, later in the season, he just, it was this article about him raving on it, and I guess he had some bad words for Terrell Pryor, and he's basically saying this ain't no Terrell Pryor. So I thought that was interesting. Clearly, he knows who the guy is, and he um, he, he thinks a lot of him, not only on the field but off the field as well. Yeah, I'm not, well, a, again, I'm, I'm not a Terrell Pryor fan either. I don't think anybody is. <laughs> uh, Ohio State fans probably like him a little bit, but uh, for whatever reason, I, I don't think they you know they they might they might not, but. Uh, you know, so yeah, so so Braxton's going to be worth keeping an eye on. You know, it'll be interesting to see how how Burt works that. Uh, Colbs, was there another question that a uh, Hog fans had for us? It was on Nebraska and uh, the uh, mm. Bielema situation. Well, you know, I, I actually wrote a column for my publication uh, a few days after Brett shot down any rumors he was leaving for Nebraska. You know, as, as we sort of talked about, there was a time where Nebraska was sort of the preeminent job in college football. It was a long time ago now, but um. If you're head coach at Nebraska, how uh, I mean, how do you recruit to Nebraska? Uh, you know, like seriously, you're in the middle of nowhere. It's cold. Uh, you're in the Big Ten. I mean, Arkansas and Nebraska. There's to me, and again, I could be completely off base here. There's no comparison. I mean, I'm choosing Fayetteville, Arkansas, 100 times out of 100 against Lincoln. Uh, conference prestige, facilities. Uh, you na- a, I mean, you name it. Am there's, I wrong? Even, there's even more high school talent in Arkansas than there is Nebraska. I saw there was a stat Absolutely. somewhere that there was no four-star or five-stars that even came out of Nebraska last year, whereas we've got, what, like four now, four or five mm-hmm. this year? So, I mean, right. that, that's a difference maker in itself because most of those guys are going to come to Arkansas because they're Arkansas kids. Um, I mean, that would be your biggest point is in Nebraska is to get all the Nebraska kids, but if there's no four- or five-star talent there, I mean, you're going to have to pay the price. Nebraska's probably got more tradition than Arkansas. I guess that's the, probably the only thing they have over Arkansas. But 
I mean, it's not just us or being, you know, homers, but I mean, I even seen a national guy saying, why would, would Bielema go there? I mean, he's got better facilities. Arkansas He's in a better conference, pretty much what Chuck said. And so it's just not just us being homers. I mean, that's just, um, I think, almost like a fact. Yeah, and I don't, I don't yeah. think he's going to go through the punishment he took the last two years to mm-hmm. leave right as he's about to reap the benefits of it either. I mean, I just thought that was really strange. I mean, obviously, Nebraska probably tried to get in contact with him and see if they could somehow woo him away, but I don't I don't think there was any kind of fault for Burt. I don't think Burt ever wanted to go there. Well, who was it? It was one of the national guys that he said. It was an NFL guy, and he said that they offered him the job. And I don't know how much how true that is. I know um, uh, Nebraska's AD came on Twitter and mentioned him, so I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, it's over with, and he brings him up automatically on Twitter, so it's almost like he's trying to shoot him down. But, uh, you know, I think there was some contact, and I think the element to shut him down, I don't know if it was uh, extended to an offer, but uh, I think they talked to him. Here's my thing. If you win 11 games in the SEC, uh, you're going to get in, and I don't know. I mean, Ohio State barely snuck in uh, with their 11th win, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's better. It's obviously a better job being in the SEC because uh, if you win the West, you're gonna. Or if you win the SEC, you're going to get in the playoffs. Like, no questions asked. I mean, so I think Burt's going to be here for a while. The only job I actually would be scared uh, to see would be the Iowa job. But even then, I think that's going to be way down the line, like a retirement gig. Yeah, Bielema's got to be, um, you know, he. Kind of, I'm not saying he, he didn't really knock the Big Ten, but, I mean, it looked like almost like he's tucking his tail and running from the SEC if he went back to the Big Ten. And so I, I don't think he's a, a guy. I mean, if it was a different situation here, he, he didn't make a bowl again this year, he might consider it. But I just, I'm like with you, Logan, it, I think it's down the road. He's putting too much work on the recruiting trail. Like Logan said, he's, he's a competitive guy. You can tell that, you know. So he, for him to sort of take some of the – the abuse he's taken, he's probably like, all right, you know what, like, you know, I, I'm here at least for the next six, seven years, you know, and maybe Iowa because he went there, but I, I don't know. Even then, like, I still feel like if you're a competitor, you know, you're looking around, you're like, man, I'm in Arkansas, especially if he does what he thinks he can do here and is winning big. I mean, I, I don't know how you leave that at all. I mean, he put in a lot of hard work. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with old club Burt and uh, hope he stays for eight or ten years. So that's just that could just be me, but there's no telling. But no, uh, I'm enjoying the Clubbert era as well. I think most people are, especially after getting to a bowl game. At least unless he lo- at least until he loses to Texas uh, in the in the bowl, and then uh, we'll run him then, out of here. Know, <laughs> that's actually what happened to Ken Hatfield. Uh, he, he lost the last second game to Texas in uh, 1987, and he responded by winning the conference the next two years. But people were so ticked that he lost to Texas at home in Little Rock that they were just like, all right, I'm I'm checking out on the Ken Hatfield era and. He's probably the closest thing to, uh, I don't know, Arkansas has some good coaches over the years, but, you know, it seems like Burt is sort of the latest name to uh, to stamp himself on that list. So uh, it's a lot to like. Guys, is there anything else you can think of? I think that's about it for this show, actually. We were all over the place. This was an ADD special. I don't think we were on anything for more than 14 minutes. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, another huge thanks to DeAndre Hardwick for uh, for coming on the show. DeAndre is a uh, four-star linebacker from the Fort Smith North Side, according to 247sports.com. We talked hoops. We talked football. We talked recruiting. We brought everything. We'll probably do it again next week. What do you guys think? Yep, sounds good. A lot more Texas coverage coming in soon. Uh, look forward to having you guys for the next episode. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, as always. I'm Chuck. That's Logan. That's Colby. This is the Hogcast. Uh, hit us up on social media, website, however you – However you decide to internet, we want to hear from you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks.